welcome to our little mini-sode. It's just me and Don this week. Uh, we're all alone. It's actually, Michael left us unattended <laughs> in the, our little recording he studio. He left us with his soundboard. Yeah, too. it's just, it's, uh, our, we have a pink timer, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, I was going into this, I was kind of feeling like, it gives me kind of like 80s commercial vibes. Don and I are on our rugs with our big analog phones. And, and drinking high seat. Yeah. The mm-hmm. up, uh, big curly updo ponytail thing. Uh, it's time for some kind of girl talk, um, chub talk. That's right. Um, I'm excited. Our mini sode is going to be chubs on chasers. Yes. So we talk a lot about uh, chubby guys from the chasers perspective. We mm-hmm. haven't always talked so much about the chasers from the chub perspective. No, we have not. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to some of your observations, Trevor. Yes. <laughs> I mean. So are there through lines? Like, is there, is there a personality trait or something that you see as being common or like, wh- what, what do you expect from a chaser? What are your prejudices that your expectations? I expect that. I mean, I don't think there is like a uniformly chaser personality type, mm-hmm. but I think the like through line is there is usually like this kind of like shut down, not shut down, but like, withholding yeah. like holding back holding um, back like like uh personality wise like they don't want to put themselves out there entirely they don't want to commit to the interaction is that what you mean no i think it's just this like nervous energy of like s- subdued like people would maybe be in the presence of a celebrity because they're afraid of like gushing too much or something oh that's interesting because i have noticed that Mm -hmm. but i i didn't understand the thinking about it that much until or the reasoning behind Mm -hmm. it until we started the podcast like until you have that context it doesn't seem that flattering yeah so that's a good thing to sort of keep in your mind when you start mingling with chasers socially and it's funny because like um you know on a date i think i could understand that a little bit more but even just social interactions at parties Mm -hmm. or stuff i've i've seen them really clam up. It's very interesting. Yes. Uh, have you ever noticed in so like a social setting you are, it's like party or something you're leaving and you do like the hug goodbye. And there's that little, like, I don't even know what to just, how to describe it. They're like, huh? With the oh, hug. God. Yes. Oh shit. Oh, I didn't know anyone else <laughs> noticed that. Yeah, it's, it's the, there's a very slight melting of the body into Mm -hmm. the hug and usually a slight wander of the hand accompanies a very slight. Yes. But, uh, never it's for this interaction, it's never kind of crass, Mm -hmm. but it's always like a little too long on the back, sliding down a little bit towards the butt or Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I actually had, um, so I go to the chiropractor and there was a period of time where I was doing acupuncture as well. This was pre COVID they are resuming acupuncture, but I have not done it since uh, it's resumed. And my acupuncturist had this very weird vibe and he would just, his energy was kind of like, it's like, are we going to fuck? Cause it's, I think he's just used to being so intimate with people. And then his hugs were weird like that, where it was kind of like, it felt, it was the kind of chase hug where it's like, it's just, this is weird. There's the kind of like back rub and uh-huh. kind of like lingering hand. Yeah. But then I was like, is this a, like, and I was describing it to Dan and he was 
kind of like, oh, I don't, maybe you're just like reading into it or something. And then Dan interacted with him and had the same thing of like, what the fuck was that? And like, he did the same thing, kind of uh, the weird, this like a linger hug, which I think it's just like very, I think he's just a very mellow and good with intimacy where he can just kind of connect with people like that. But, and to where we're just, people are not used to that level just of that engagement. S- that slight departure from normalcy can really stand out. Yes. I, I met this guy who, again, it was the same experience as you where I was like, what, what is something mm-hmm. weird happening here? But then I found out he did it to everybody. His handshake, like there was something very sort of like super gentle about the handshake. And when he shook your hand, he took your elbow in his other hand too, right? It would be like, it'd be like that. Yeah. That's, I'm like, yeah. And it's, it felt so weirdly intimate that I I had the same sort of stumble. So interactions with chasers. Yes. Right. So whenever I have these conversations with Dan, he's always telling me like, oh, that's just true of everyone. Right. That's, Mm -hmm. that's not a chub chaser thing. That's just a... I'm not sure about that. There are certain patterns in the Chub Chaser courting relationship that I'm wondering, I think maybe unique. Have you noticed any of them? I have one in mind I'm thinking of. I'm curious to what you have to say. Cause I, I do think it's true. Like Dan, what Dan says is true to a point, but I also think there are just things that are so specific to Chub Chaser stuff. So I'm curious to what you are about to present. The one that I've noticed a lot is uh, for early meetings, mm-hmm. right? Um, I've dated as a thinner guy. I've dated as a big guy. Mm-hmm. Um, never a thin guy. But I noticed when I when I wandered towards the more like uh, average end of the mm-hmm. spectrum, I had a way lower uh, frequency of making plans with somebody and then them flaking out or just ghosting. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I see it. I see that a lot from chasers. When you were at this more, you know, towards the average spectrum, where were you living? I was living in the exact same place as I am now. Okay. Just because I've, I've noticed personally being from Chicago, the flakiness in Los Angeles and just the difficulty of making plans in Los Angeles is so unique to here. Okay. And like Chicago is pretty good. New York is like, you can make plans like three weeks in advance at a specific time and people will keep it. Yes. People have stuff going on. Whereas LA people, it is, they're waiting for something better to come along. Okay. That makes more sense because like when I was living in New York, I never ran into as much flakiness as I have out here. Okay. That's good to know. And it is, I find that true of any kind of plan in Los Angeles. It is a pain in the ass to make a time like pick a day, pick a time and have something set up as concrete in advance. It's always the closest you can usually get is like, okay, well we'll talk on Tuesday. And that's what happens to me. And I'll like, and then I'll reach out on Tuesday and then I won't hear from them. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, so this past week I was actually supposed to get together with somebody on a Monday or Tuesday, text them on Monday, nothing Mm -hmm. text them on Thursday, nothing. And then they text me back on the weekend, ignoring those, those earlier texts mm. as though like there was nothing planned and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, you've already burned your chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're done now. I'm sorry. I have self-respect or maybe I'm just fussy. I don't know. No, but- I think it is. I think also because I don't know, you are, you're cause you're not on native Angelino. That's true. And I have m- far less patience for the whole, like, Oh, don't hate me. I had a thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think there are, 
we have some Angelino listeners who heavily relate to this. And then I think we also have a large number of listeners who have no idea what we're talking about, but this, I think <laughs> they can understand the, especially if you've, you've traveled the different kind of like personalities of cities and the energy of how things work. Like, so I notice in New York, it's easier to meet, like get people just to meet up out mm-hmm. because people are used to meeting about because New York has smaller apartments. People have roommates. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Whereas like in LA it's, I find the guys usually just want to like come straight home mm-hmm. or just, you know, Oh, can I just meet it? Can we just meet at your place? Because LA is all about private space. That's true. Yeah. Um, like parties in LA, like people don't really like, Oh, let's all go somewhere. People are like, Oh, we'll go to so-and-so's house. Mm-hmm. holidays there's not really like fourth like fourth of july there's not a lot of like big events it's always parties at people's houses yeah like you see parties happening at parks but yes. they seem to be the minority of stuff it's usually backyard barbecues and stuff in la yes that's very true i think that's why there's not as many like chub nights and stuff at bars i mean once again covid mm-hmm. but like even before that like new york i mean there i think is a, a far more active bar scene yeah. With bear stuff and chub stuff. I, I also feel though, like, and this is definitely a New York versus Los Angeles thing. Uh, New Yorkers tend to be much more um, apparent in their thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know where you stand with a New Yorker. With mm-hmm. Los Angelinos, they can be sweet as pie up until you say goodbye and then you'll never see them again. Yes. You know, um, with a New Yorker, like when we split up and go our separate ways, I know where we stand. And that's nice. I like mm-hmm. that. That's a happy thing. You know, even if it's a negative, like, no, this is our one date. That's great. I'm not going to be sweating about it long term. And well, I've even, I don't know, had that within like, um, Chub Chaser stuff in LA. Like there was a chaser I met up. It was not a match. It, I know, but I was like, you know, I think actually you would be a good fit for my friend. Cause like they wanted this, it was this, uh, chaser, who really wanted me to be like, I don't know, this whole, they had this whole like daddy thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not me. I'm like, you're really nice. Like, let's keep hanging out. But like, it's like, go to bigger city, look at this person. Like, I think it would be a match. And it was this weird thing where he, I can't, I don't know. I've haven't been on that end. I've been rejected, but I've never had someone like reject me and be like, but you should consider yeah, this person. That so would I know be a that first can, for me too. But I don't know. It's, I think LA, once again, it's this thing of you want to like make sure you leave your options open. You reject someone, but you don't want to kind of sever that. Whereas I think New York, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm walking here. I got to keep going. I got to, <laughs> I got to go get my bagels and my, my thin floppy pizza and get on the, the F train. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's interesting because like with the flakitude in LA, like there's something that happens with it where I feel like for me, it solidifies my opinion of the other person. Mm -hmm. Right. And there are times I wonder like, so I'm cutting someone off after they've stood me up. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm rushing to that conclusion. Do you think, or should I give them a second chance or am I just abasing myself? I mean, I don't, I think in this case, it's almost embracing the, you know, Angelino that you, you now are <laughs> and just leave the option open. Um, especially just cause I mean, as we've talked about on the podcast many, many times, mm-hmm. chasers just need more time to be able to get there and they eventually do. I mean, it could be, you know, 
uh, a week, a month. It could be 10 more years. That's fair. But, you know, at some point, you know, bigger city Mars uh, <laughs> or bigger Vegas Mars 2025. No, that's realistic. 2057. <laughs> um you'll see them at the event and they might be ready then. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very curious what the, uh, what the trait was you were thinking about. It was, I mean, that was just kind of the, like the holding their cards kind of close to their chest, the oh, kind gotcha. of w- restrained because you're in the presence that, cause they are in the presence of just like awe inspiring beauty and, uh, you know, desire the, the object of their desire. And it's really interesting because, yeah, I have noticed that. And listening to Dan and Michael talk about it on the podcast was very eye-opening mm-hmm. for me. That's not something I ever put myself into the into the, their shoes for. But I have to admit, I find it a little frustrating that, like, their attraction to me is making them freeze up and treat me in a way that people who are not attracted to me treat me. Mm-hmm. Well, know? I think, because I, I feel like I was talking with, I think it was maybe Michael. I don't know who it was somewhat recently. The level of excitement and the, the level of attraction is such a different, it's like a different frequency mm-hmm. that once you understand that, and once you can really get a grasp on like, okay, this is such a different experience for them. I think you get more empathy and kind of sympathy and you can really understand why they are just why they are the way they are <laughs> and not making that wrong. Well, we had a lot to talk about, and that's actually going to spill over into our second episode of Trevor and Don part two. 